My name is Rafael Batista. I'm a researcher here at the University of Oxford. And uh, today I'm going to talk about uh, the most energetic particles in the universe, so about cosmic rays. So here is a short history of cosmic rays in the turn of the 20th, to, from the 19th to the 20th century. So when uh, radioactivity was discovered, many people were looking into the radiation that might exist uh, surrounding us, so in the atmosphere, from Earth itself, and from many other places. So in 1900, Hans Geitel and uh, Julius Elsta, they noticed the existence of some kind of radiation pervading the atmosphere. So it was all around us, everywhere. Later on, in 1909, Theodor Wolff measured uh, higher levels of ionizing radiation at the top of the Eiffel Tower. So essentially what he did he took the, his uh, equipment, he measured the level of uh, radiation. At that time, people didn't know cosmic radiation actually existed. So he measured some level of radiation on the ground level, and then he went up the Eiffel Tower and he measured it again. And he, uh, his conclusion was that as you go up in, uh, at higher places like the Eiffel Tower, the level, the power of this radiation increases. Uh, later on, in 1910, uh, Domenico Pacini rejected uh, the idea of this radiation coming from Earth itself. So what he did was the opposite. Instead of going up, he went down. So he went down uh, into a lake and he measured that the level of radiation in the lake was decreasing. And later on, in 1912, Victor Hess, which is considered by many the discoverer of uh, the cosmic rays, he did a, an experiment similar to Wolf here. Uh, but in balloons, so this is a, a picture of uh, the first balloon flight of Victor Hess. This is Victor Hess. And he stayed, I think, his balloon flights, he had many of those over a year. And his conclusion is that if you go to higher altitudes, the power the, of this penetrating ionizing radiation, it increases. Therefore, the origin of this cosmic rays, of this kind of radiation, must be from outside. It must come from outside Earth. Okay? But actually, the term cosmic rays was only coined in the uh, early 20s by uh, Robert Millikan. At this time here, people just referred this as the, uh, some kind of radiation. They didn't know what uh, this radiation actually was. And after 1920, especially in the 30s, 40s, 50s, up to the 60s, cosmic rays were actually the way to do particle physics. So much of what is done today in particle physics, the discovery of many particles, uh, was done through cosmic rays, okay, as I'll uh, explain later. So, what are cosmic rays? They are not a kind of uh, therapy in India, like people advertise here, but they are what actually caused the Fantastic Four to gain their power. So, the Fantastic Four, they gained their powers in an accident, and they got exposed to a lot of cosmic radiation. In reality, they would probably all die from all this radiation, but they got powers in this case. Okay? Now we know that Cosmic rays are actually particles that come from outer space to Earth. And they are mainly atomic nuclei. Okay? Most of these, uh, uh, of these cosmic rays, they are protons. But we do have other stuff like iron. We have nitrogen, oxygen, everything in between. Okay? 
Uh, and where do cosmic rays come from? As I said, they come from outer space, but from where exactly? So this picture here, it may seem a bit complicated, and then I'll come back to it many times during this, uh, this talk today. What it shows here in the vertical axis is the number of cosmic rays reaching a given uh, area. So the number of cosmic rays, for example, crossing this table per unit time. So if I take one minute, I count the number of cosmic rays uh, crossing this, the area of this table. So this is displayed here in the y-axis. And in the horizontal axis here, it's the energy of these cosmic rays, right? As I said, the title of this talk is on the trail of the most energetic particles in the universe. So the most energetic are probably these ones here. And uh, just a matter of scale here. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, electron volts. Electron volts is a kind of unit we physicists use a lot. So many people actually, they don't spend any time talking about it, uh, about what electron volt means. But essentially, electron volt, it's a, a it's a kind of energy used to describe the energy of single particles because it's relatively small, okay? So when we are talking about individual particles, we use uh, electron volts, and it's essentially the energy that you need to move an electron from one side, from one side to the other if this distance is uh, one meter uh, and if you have one volt, okay? So we'll start by the cosmic rays here with lower energies. Uh, at 10 to, the, uh, 10 to the 9 electron volts, they come mostly from the sun. So, of course, uh, it, as expected, many people thought that all cosmic rays that we have detected, uh, they come from the sun. But no, only the low energy ones come from the sun uh, up to this energy here, more or less. Okay? And what's interesting about cosmic rays that come from the sun, first, I should mention that the flux of these cosmic rays is about one cosmic ray per square meter per second. What's interesting is that they are what actually cause, uh, causes uh, the northern lights or southern lights, depending on where you are, okay? So the northern lights are actually caused by the entrance, by the penetration of a cosmic ray coming from the sun into our atmosphere. Uh, so this here, this thing that doesn't have a defined shape, what looks like a sphere here is actually Earth, and these are the magnetic fields lying around Earth. And as you can see, Blue colors indicate low magnetic field, red colors indicate uh, high magnetic field. As you can see, where the magnetic field is higher is the place where you expect to get more cosmic rays, right? Because cosmic rays, as I said, are atomic nuclei. Therefore, they are charged particles. And be being charged, they are deflected by magnetic fields. And they tend to enter the atmosphere in the North Pole or in the South Pole here. People in Brazil here, for example, they don't see cosmic rays ever, right? Because it's blue. Here, the magnetic field is relatively low. Uh, so let's continue. If we go up in energy here, in this region, cosmic rays, they come mostly from other places in the galaxy. And actually, they come from galactic objects like supernovae, like uh, Rob and uh, Philip talked before, okay? So when a star is dying, it explodes, and this explosion emits uh, cosmic rays which is what we actually observe. They usually have this energy here, but they may reach up to these energies 10 to the 17, but this is the usual case. The flux of cosmic rays at these energies, one particle per square meter per year. And before, as I said, at these energies here, cosmic rays from the sun, there is one particle per square meter per second. So that means that there are many cosmic rays from the sun reaching you at this very moment, and a few of uh, cosmic rays from other objects in, this, uh, in the universe, in the galaxy, reaching you 
uh, in one year. So what's interesting about galactic cosmic rays is that they are actually a problem for astronauts, right? Because, as I said, the name cosmic rays, at first they thought it was some kind of electromagnetic radiation, like X-ray or gamma rays or whatever, but they are actually atomic nuclei. However, they do have some ionizing power. So when, if you are an astronaut and if you are in space, they actually might be a, a health uh, hazard for you. So a simple mission in space, the level of uh, radiation that you were exposed to as an astronaut is about 0.01%. And in a mission to the moon, this level is about 0.1%. This red line here, that's what's acceptable for humans. So if we go to space, we, are usually, uh, we can usually stand up to 3% of uh, cosmic radiation, okay, without having uh, health problems later. Here is the level at the International Space Station, about 1%. And the mission to Mars actually would exceed the acceptable risk. So you would be exposed to a lot of radiation. If you ever saw this movie by uh, The Martian with Matt Damon, that came out, I think it was uh, last year, actually he would probably die from cosmic radiation, not from all the other causes that they said. Uh, okay, there is also a possible link between cosmic rays, galactic cosmic rays in that energy range that I mentioned before, and lighting on Earth, okay? This link, it has not been proven unambiguously. However, there are some indications that there is a relation between lightning and cosmic rays. So essentially, you have cosmic rays emitted by the sun and also from the galaxy, from supernova, and these cosmic rays, they interact with the clouds on the top of the atmosphere, okay? So... Uh, you have clouds, clouds have electrons, they sometimes are charged, and these electrons in the clouds, uh, when the cosmic <coughs> ray hits it, the cloud gets discharged, and that's what actually causes the lightning, the visual effect that we see. And this plot again. Uh, so now we are interested in the most energetic cosmic rays in the universe, so they are called usually ultra-high-energy cosmic rays. I know that sounds redundant, ultra-high-energy, but that's just to emphasize that the energy is very, very high. We don't know exactly where these uh, cosmic rays come from. We believe they come from objects outside our own galaxies, like active galaxies. So for those of you who are not familiar, active galaxies are essentially galaxies with a very, very... Uh, massive black hole in the center, eating a lot of material, and therefore there is a lot of a very energetic process uh, inside, in the core of this galaxy. So these are active galaxies. There are also gamma-ray bursts, which are much, much brighter events than supernovae, and uh, there are other possible candidates here. But essentially we don't know what are the sources of these cosmic rays, okay? What's interesting, as I said, cosmic rays at this energy range here, there is one, per square meter per second, here one per square meter per year, and here there is one single particle per square kilometer per century at this very high energy. So essentially these are extremely rare objects, however they are the most energetic particles in the universe, and the energy of these objects here, they are orders of magnitude, they are well beyond uh, the energy that our particle accelerators, such as the uh, Large Hadron Collider in Geneva, in Switzerland, uh, can reach. So, the uh, LHC, for example, has an energy about 10 to the 16 here. 
So as you see, we are 10,000 times higher in energy. So there is a lot of physics to study there. So cosmic rays, they actually serve as a natural laboratory uh, to study the high energy process in nature, including particle physics. So, as I said, ultra-high-energy cosmic rays are the most energetic particles in the universe. We know they are mostly atomic nuclei, but we don't know the exact composition. They were first observed in 1962, and sometimes they are referred to as oh-my-god particles. <laughs> I don't know who gave this name, but it's because of the extreme high energy. When I said ultra-high-energy cosmic rays, they have high energy, so the energy is enough to raise 10 grams of water by one degree Celsius. Okay, I know this doesn't mean anything, but that's equivalent to a tennis ball at 120 kilometers per hour hitting your head, okay? And if you are still not impressed, if we had, instead of a single cosmic ray, if we had 60 grams of ultra-high-energy cosmic rays, they would have an energy equivalent to 10 billion atomic bombs, okay? So we are talking about a lot of energy in a simple particle. So when these cosmic rays, they reach Earth, they interact because they are very energetic, and Earth has a lot of, uh, of air, and uh, it's composed mainly by nitrogen. So when they struck the top of the atmosphere, they create what's called a cosmic ray shower. So this, for example, it's a, a simulation done in, uh, by the group in Chicago. So this is Chicago. So this is what actually happens when a cosmic ray hits the atmosphere. It starts breaking down all the molecules on its way, and these molecules break down the others, and so on and so forth, and this becomes a shower with millions and millions of particles. So a single cosmic ray generates tons of secondary particles uh, that cover an area of about uh, 100 kilometers squared from a single cosmic ray, okay? So that's a lot of energy for a single particle, and this shower contain billions of particles coming from a single cosmic ray interaction at the top of the atmosphere, right? So how do we detect these particles? This is the so-called, uh, the, the Pierre Roger Observatory. It's located in Ar Argentina, right? So just for you to have a scale, <coughs> this is about 70, 80 kilometers across here. And this whole area, it's about 3,000 square kilometers. Each one of these blue dots is one of these tanks here. These tanks are actually the detectors, right? These are water tanks that detect uh, cosmic rays secondaries from the showers crossing the water here inside. And by combining the information of many of these tanks, you can actually trace back the position from the initial interaction, so from the primary cosmic ray reaching the top of the atmosphere. And with that, you can try to do actually astronomy with cosmic rays, right? Because you can trace back their position to, of the primary particle. You can look back and say, oh, this cosmic ray is coming from this direction, right? Well, you might think so, but actually that's much more difficult because, as I said, again, cosmic rays are charged particles. And being charged particles, they are deflected by magnetic fields. And there are lots of magnetic fields in the universe. So it's very hard to do astronomy with cosmic rays, which make the task of finding the sources of ultra-high-energy cosmic rays even harder. Uh, each one of these yellow things here are actually one of these so-called fluorescence telescope. They look at the first interaction of the cosmic ray on the top of the atmosphere, uh, and this one detects the rest of the particles of the shower reaching the ground level. Okay? And here, this star is the position of uh, the, the control center for the whole observatory. That's where we work. Uh, 
And this circle here, it's the Large Hadron Collider. It has about 30 kilometers circumference, and they call it the Large Hadron Collider. <laughs> okay, so where do these most energetic particles come from? As I said, we don't know, so I can say essentially anything. This is a picture of Centaurus A. Centaurus A is uh, the, most, the closest active galactic nucleus from Earth. It's not very, very far. It's the closest one. Uh, and uh, so it's probably the most common candidate. So when you ask people who work on this field, where do cosmic rays come from, they usually answer from active galactic nuclei, probably, okay? But there are other models. They might come from gamma ray bursts, which are very, very bright explosions, much brighter than supernovae. They may also come from magnetars. So if you uh, recall uh, Rob's talk, he mentioned neutron stars, right? Neutron stars have high magnetic fields, but magnetars have magnetic fields that are much, much higher, like one, billion, uh, one million times higher, okay? Or it can come from any other thing. Some people even said that they might be some kind of particle that remained after the Big Bang happened. So they, there were these, uh, they call them topological defects, but these are exotic models. These are the most likely sources. Uh, and in 2007, the Pierre Roger Observatory, the one I've shown you in the last slide, was actually uh, was, uh, got the uh, cover of the Science Magazine for finding a correlation between the directions, uh, the arrival directions of these high energy cosmic rays and active galactic nuclei. However, two years later, it turned out to be a fluke. So actually the signal was very good. It was like throwing the dice 10 times in a row and getting a six. You were happy with that. You published, you got the cover of science. <laughs> two years later, you just get once. So <laughs> that's sad. So just to summarize here, as I said, cosmic rays, they affect our atmosphere. They cause the northern, southern lights, and they also might be linked. Uh, there might be a link between cosmic rays and lightning. They may be a hazard in space missions, so we should be aware of cosmic rays, okay? But there is not much we can do here. Uh, usual spacecrafts, astronaut suits, they don't provide a lot of uh, protection against cosmic rays, so there is not much we can do. Uh, cosmic rays with moderately high energies, as I said, they come from supernova. And the origin of the most energetic cosmic rays in the universe, it's an open question, and there are many people working on this. And actually, I would say that when we discover this source, actually that might be used as a kind of laboratory to study how these particles interact and do some kind of particle physics with ultra-high-energy cosmic rays. So it's very interesting and it links astrophysics and uh, particle physics. So uh, thank you. <laughs>